It is time for the Mark Jackson Show, presented by Stanford Hospital and Clinics, the official team physicians of the Golden State Warriors. To learn more, visit stanfordhospital.org and brought to you by Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems. For a local dealer, visit bryant.com. Bryant, whatever it takes. Joining us via the Ring Central guest line, head coach of the Golden State Warriors, Mark Jackson. Jack, what's going on, man? All is well. Thanks for having me. Thanks for showing up. Uh, we came into the league about the same time. Did you think you would ever, back then, see a time in the NBA when a European player would win Defensive Player of the Year? I mean, it's being honest, when you when you look back then, uh, way back then, it was tough to think that one would be great. Um, and but we've certainly seen that, and we've seen Hall of Fame caliber players and guys is going to be. And uh, at the end of the day, uh, this game has come a long way. Is there one guy? that you think made that possible? Like where we are today, where you look at a team like San Antonio, who has Tony Parker from France, uh, Tago Splitter from I have no idea where. Brazil. Uh, Brazil, thank you very much. I knew he was down there somewhere. Manu Ginobili from Argentina. I mean, there's some great players, and there have been great players internationally. Is there one guy you look back on and think, that guy really helped pave the way for everyone? Yeah. Um, and when I think about it, I guess... I turn it the other way, and I say the dream team. I say Michael, okay. Magic, Larry, because going over there, um, impacting lives, playing against you know their, their young players and the, and the young players getting a chance to dream. And I mean, I, I think that changed everything. So I would I wouldn't give the credit to the great player from overseas that came here. I'd give credit to our great players that went over there and allowed them to to dream and make basketball. Um, you know, yeah. closer for them to look at. No, I think that, no, I think you hit it. That makes perfect sense. Hey, did you know the, I didn't know when you went sneaky Mark Jackson and snuck Jarrett Jack into the starting lineup in, <laughs> in, in game two. He likes this question uh, already. Uh, I, I didn't know you could do that. Like, I didn't know you could announce one starting five and then put in a different starting five. Did you... Did you have to check on that? Did you know you could do that? What What is the rule? Just as long as someone checks in, they can they can start the game because you uh, hey, you surprised the hell out of me. Nice job. Well, at the end of the day, you know anything can happen. So I did want to make sure um, that if I announced the starter, did I have to be locked in? Okay. Uh, I wasn't sure I was going to do that, but when you really think about it, uh, if you got a guy which we've seen that doesn't feel well or he has to run to the bathroom, okay, you can't be, you know, penalized because of that. Yeah. So, um, at the end of the day, I just told, you know, Jack to, to be ready, and we went that way. No, it's funny because when I was playing for the Clippers, as a team uh, we were on together, I remember they introduced, and I should have known this, I, they introduced Loy Vaught as a starter, and he actually did have to go to the bathroom. So Bob Weiss told me to get in there <laughs> for two minutes and I think I got up like three shots. I said, screw it. I don't know if I'll get back in the game tonight, so I'm going to get up some shots. And then I saw when Loy was checking back in, I said, i got to try to get up at least two more shots before I get out of here. I have no idea if I made them, Jack, but I squeezed off a couple. And you know what? It felt damn good, too. I think our time with the Clippers, we, we realized what every rule meant in this league. You know, we were able to cover everything. <laughs> hey, take us through the uh, – 
what adjustments you made, and, I, and I've talked about this uh, over the last couple of days, Jack. I mean, really, when it comes down to it, I thought you made some nice adjustments. I thought the 1-5 pick and roll was a big deal. Uh, I thought the way you ran it was a big deal. The, the centers didn't come out. They couldn't switch like they did on the 1-4 pick and rolls. But when it comes down to it, I could talk about the adjustments you made and this and that. You guys made shots. I mean, guys made plays, but guys made shots at a 64% clip. I don't know how much that has to do with coaching, I know it has a lot to do with guys just feeling really good about themselves going out there playing and just kind of catching fire. Well, we've got great shooters. Um, and it's been well documented. Uh, you know, playing against this team, you know, we've, we've battled them. They're an excellent team. But we've gotten looks. And even in game one, you know, Steph Curry got great looks. He missed them. Mm-hmm. Um, and, 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 and early on in game two, you, you missed them. But, uh, we got guys that were setting great screens. We had great ball movement, great man movement, and we got quality looks on the offensive end. And when we do that, you know, we're going to hit our percentage. But I think, you know, you can fall in love with our ability to shoot the basketball. But what has, you know, put us in this series and allowed us to win the game um, is the way we've defended, the way we've rebounded, and the way we've gotten back uh, in transition. When you're watching or playing, coaching a game in which your team is basically hitting two out of every three shots. Is there a point in your head where you start planning for what happens when the shots stop falling? Or do you just say to yourself, well, I'm just going to ride this as long as it, as it goes, and then I'll worry about when we start missing shots, when we start missing shots? No, I never think that way. And the reason why is because we're not built on whether we make two out of three or one out of three. We're built on... Being a defensive-minded team, our offense will come and go. What has been able to, what has happened to allow us to be a playoff basketball team and to change the culture here is guys that bought in on the defensive end, and that's the one thing we can do every single night. Um, so, so we don't get caught up in whether you're making or missing shots. It's more so are we executing, are we getting quality looks, and then you live with the results. This is a make or miss league. Steph Curry said that if the game was tonight, he wouldn't be able to to go. How much do you factor that into your game plan tomorrow in that what percent he'll be? Do you factor in if he tweaks it, this is what we want to do, this is what we'll go with, or do you just go ahead and go with a normal game plan and then kind of kind of have a decent idea of what you want to do if things go askew? Well, our game plan will remain the same. Um, and it and it, it it really remained the same without David Lee. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just were smaller, still running, you know, our same offense, and you know, we, whatever was working, we we went with. But um, we went and upgraded our backups in the off season. Ownership, our management group. We went and got a call Landry um, to to have you know a scoring punch and a presence off the bench when David Lee took a breather or when he played alongside of him. Same thing happened with our point guard position. We went and got Jared Jack, who can play alongside of Steph Curry and who we don't have to panic if Steph Curry is not able to go. So our game plan will remain the same no matter what. But certainly we're a better basketball team with David Lee and with Steph Curry healthy. How accurate are you when you try to figure out what adjustments another coach is going to make when he's, when he's playing against your team? Or do you even bother to worry about that? Well, you you worry about it because you you got to be prepared. Um, the, the the trick is you you got to think 
the history of that team or the history of that coach as opposed to, you know, what I would do, the adjustment I would make. At the end of the day, you're a product of, of your habits. You're a product of, you know, what you've been doing and preaching all season long. So um, our adjustments are minimal. We understand what we have to do. Uh, when we do it, success comes. When we don't, we're in trouble. Uh, so so I, that's the way we look at it. Um, we're not really concerned. That's a very good basketball team that's extremely coached. Uh, we understand it's still going to be a task to win this series and to do well, you know, even at home. So at the end of the day, we've, we've got to be ready to compete and give the same type of effort. Hey, Jack, what do you expect the Denver Nuggets to do in terms of adjustments for Game 3? Yeah, I really don't know. Um you know, whether they start, you know, Kenneth Farid and attempt to force us to, you know, play a traditional lineup, uh, whether they make an adjustment defensively to try to defend, you know, our open shooters, I don't know. I'm really not concerned. I've said all year long, when we play our brand of basketball, we can beat anybody. And when we don't, anybody can beat us. That's a very good team, and it's going to be a great series. But I'm not going to get caught up in, you know, what they're going to do. I'm a guy that, you know, we'll figure it out when the game starts and we see how they're doing different things and I'll make make my own adjustments. But uh, it's an exciting time and it's going to be a lot of fun tomorrow night. Okay, you have played where Tom and I were having a brief yet stupid debate earlier. I know that's hard for you to believe, but <laughs> whether it will be louder at Oracle tomorrow night than the old Chicago stadium at the height of the Jordan years. Do you want to venture a guess? Or are you just going to do the safe thing and say Oakland? Um, I, I played in some loud arenas, you know, market square arena in Indiana, Madison square garden. Um, I watched this place uh, in the playoffs and you could feel the energy through the TV. Um, looking forward to tomorrow night and how loud uh, this crowd is going to be. So I would bet to say uh, our fans, um, and I, I certainly do not look forward to them disappointing me at all. I know you've uh, not only been a player, a coach, but you were a broadcaster at one time, and I, I, I always like to look at coaches for their reactions to certain plays, whether it's a knuckleheaded play or a great play, and I didn't get a chance to see you when Harrison Barnes had the reverse dunk. But I'm wondering if you were a broadcaster like I was during the night, if you would have reacted similarly to this. Here is Curry, far sideline. The Thompson to Barnes. Fakes Randolph, puts it on the floor. Oh, and the dunk! Are you kidding me? The Black Falcon flying high, throwing it down hard over his head. And Golden State leads by 12. Was there, was there a part of you that just wanted to be a fan and go, Ooh! <laughs> I tell you what, it was a heck of a play, and uh, I certainly would have added something. I don't know what, but, but certainly it was a play deserving of of uh, some some creativity. You know, what was incredible, Jack, is when he jumped. I don't know that he was expecting to almost fly by the rim. And by the way, I'm picking out that play, but Harrison Barnes had a had a hell of a game that game. I mean, he was confident. He took the ball the whole. When he needed to take the ball to the hole, when he needed to pull up, he pulled up. When he had a wide-open shot, he took the wide-open shot, and he made the extra pass. I mean, that was as good a game as he's played as a professional. But that play in particular 
was interesting to me, Jack, just because I don't know if he knew exactly how he was going to do what he did. And then at the last moment, it looked like, well, if I don't do something here, I'm going to fly by the rim and I'm not going to have a shot. So while I'm up in the air really high, I'll just crunch it back over my right shoulder and dunk it and then just head back down to the defensive end. You know, the disappointing part is you and I never experienced this, but the great athletes, they just say, I'm going to jump, I'm going to explode, and then I'll figure it out uh, when I'm in the air. Um, and it, I, I, I'm jealous when you think about that, but it was a heck of a play and, you know, a, a, an explosive big-time finish for him. And it almost seems like uh, he was cruising past and then was uh, got to the point where he figured, I, I, I better finish this before I run out of airspace. Yeah. I mean, I love you and all, but I think, I mean, I take that as a little bit of a slap that you're comparing your aerial <laughs> skills to mine. I mean, g- 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 give me a little bit of love here. I mean, I used to be able to dunk. I mean, I had to lift you up to touch the rim. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to argue with you. Man. man, I hope they pay you a lot for these. You don't need to take that kind of grief. Uh, <laughs> it's, especially because people may not remember, so allow me to at least, you know, have my own memories and flashbacks. He doesn't have to remind people, you know, the truth. Oh, hey, guess what? They remember you on the court a lot more than they remember me because it happened a lot less frequently with me. <laughs> hey, Jack, uh, good stuff, man. Once again, the series one and one, and it resumes Friday night at Oracle as the Golden State Warriors take on the Denver Nuggets. Always appreciate the time, my friend, and we'll look forward to talking to you soon. Thank you so much. Have a good one. All right, Jack, you take it easy, man.